Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Welcome again to our show. I'm Jeff. And I'm Patty. You know, i got to make a special mention of a guy by the name of Terry Hamilton who emailed us at rockingthervlife at gmail.com. He said he is on his way in his RV with his family to Phoenix right now and will be listening to us. All right. Great. That's pretty cool. Right. Our friends Jim and Melinda Mantell are with us you on this podcast. can't get rid of it. I'm telling you, like a bad cold. But (laughs) we all met in Palm Springs, California. Mm -hmm. We both have Numar Bay Stars, about 30 feet long. Uh And they started on the road maybe about five months after we started on the road. Yep. And doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun to kind of compare notes, what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and how you got around those bumps in the road. And Mm -hmm. but we haven't talked about any unusually funny things that have happened to you? Well, we, we have one thing that if you've ever seen the movie Captain Ron, it's kind of out of that, but we're going to save that for a little bit later. Oh, okay. Because it's it's a... You can imagine this happening. But I will tell you something that happened. We were in South Carolina when Tropical Storm Claudette was coming. Ooh. And we were camping, beautiful, back right down by a river, uh, we sit outside and watch the water go by. It was just fantastic. The problem was we were at the very bottom of the campground and we were on grass and we had to go uphill to get to the road to get out. And they're talking four or five inches of rain and I knew that if that came, we weren't getting out of there. Right. So we left a day early so we could beat the rain and we kind of did. We got into North Carolina and it was raining pretty good and we were on our way to Tennessee. And driving through the mountains of North Carolina... And all of a sudden, the passenger side wiper just leaves. Oh, no. It, it like, came disconnected from the arm. It was still hooked into the J-hook on the arm, but it was just flapping in the breeze. Oh. And it's pouring. It's, it's probably coming down three-quarters of an inch an hour. So I'm on the side of the road with trying to fix this wiper, and I suddenly realize that it's the, the clip is broken, so it's not going to stay. Mm-hmm. So then I have to take the wiper arm and, you know, use the spring to hold it straight out take the wiper off so now i'm driving down the road with one wiper and the other arms just sticking out in the air going back and forth so i'm trying to find a wiper so i stop at a parts store and they don't have these are 32 inch wipers these are huge windshield 32 inch wiper blades well we don't have anything that big we have something that's 28 29 that might work and "Eh, i don't want to do that so i thought well let's go to a truck stop because Mm -hmm. trucks have big windshields right Mm -hmm. i get to a truck stop well, as I'm walking out of the truck stop without a wiper blade, I, I start looking at semis. They don't have very big windshields. That's you think right. they do, oh, but they right. so they're they using don't. yeah they're using 19, 20, 21 inch wiper blade. I finally got to a a camping store and got a wiper blade. One wiper blade. By the time I paid tax and everything was a hundred dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> I was going to buy two so I'd have a spare. Uh, yeah, and right. then when I paid a hundred dollars for a wiper blade, I thought, oh, no, I'm not buying two. Oh wow. 
Think yeah, that, that thing just came off. That's incredible. And you can't let it go back no, and forth. No, it scratched the crap out of the, wind, out of a 40, as we learned in an earlier podcast, a $4,500 windshield. Right. Right. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. But I remember a story you had. But he didn't finish the story. Oh, oh no, I, that's it. The $100 wiper blade. Yeah, but what about the guy that said, I have one? Oh, at the campground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the next campground we get to, we're telling the story to somebody. He goes, ah, wish I'd have known. I had two spares. No, I'm <laughs> giving you one. He could have given you one. You didn't ever pay oh, 100 bucks. It, yeah. it never fails. Yeah. Oh, and uh-huh. he said, well, let me give you one and you'll have it. And did we get it? No. no. Oh, no. Well, I'm not going to take a $100 wiper blade from a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. If I'd been on the side of the road and he offered it to me, I would have taken it tried to pay him for it. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to take it from him in the middle of a campground. I can go buy another one if I wanted one. Right. Well, that's a good right. heads up. There are certain spare parts you got to have on board. And who would have thought of that? No. Yeah. Never would have. Yes. You know, especially if suddenly the thing comes off. Yeah, just oh. the eyes off. But see, that's because you bought an older RV. Now, if you would have bought a new RV, your windshield wipers wouldn't have had any problems. Yeah, but our refrigerator would would have <laughs> right you would have had a Uh-oh. leaking it's jet tit for tat time. <laughs> the refrigerator would have died the rear end would have been recalled no, but really, but is... you have prettier wallpaper than my 70s yeah. paisley I'm whatever you, said, you wanted. i'm glad you said paisley because you usually call it something else that might not be suitable well for... i was told this was i was told before the podcast like you used to tell me when you call me in the morning remember you're on the air right don't swear yeah <laughs> that's a good heads up right. <laughs> but when you think about it rvs do reflect the year that they were oh, built. Oh, they sure mm-hmm. do. And if you've ever been to the RV Museum in Elkhart, Indiana. Oh, you have to go. Where you see vans oh. with the 70s shag carpeting. Oh. Yeah, it's, wow. believe it's it or worth, not. That's a museum worth visiting. We were stuck there getting service on our RV, mm-hmm. and we went to the RV Museum, and we were blown away. Yeah, wow. it, it was really fun. That really would be fun cool. to go. Yeah, it would be. It yeah, was really. fascinating. And when we are done, or we get a newer one, maybe they'll take ours. <laughs> it's not that old. Put it in the museum. Huh? <laughs> in the museum. <laughs> but you know, getting back to buying new or used, I guess with new you really don't have to have it inspected. But they say if you buy something used you really should use an inspector. Yeah. And you yeah. had an experience with that. Mm. So when we decided to do this, we started looking for an RV, and we didn't know anything about RVs. We found one that was really close to where we lived in North Carolina, and it was a great deal. It had 2,800 miles on it. A family had bought it, and they just couldn't use it anymore for health reasons. And uh, it was only three years old, and it just seemed like a great deal. But we didn't know anything about right. RVs. Well, I remember when you told us about it, and we were like, Oh, I don't know if he should buy that brand or whatever. Yeah, but so, yeah so the we brand went, was not. So we went down to, I, I found up, I said, look, I, I have to get this inspected. Mm-hmm. And so when they inspect an RV, they don't inspect the engine or the transmission or the chassis, but they go through the whole living area, the refrigerator. Does it get down to temperature? Do the levelers work? Is the generator work? Are the water systems all functioning? And so it took us six to eight weeks to get an appointment scheduled for this to happen oh wow gosh. yeah so this we was had, the beginning of the boom yeah so we had agreed to buy this thing from this couple pending the inspection and uh, so all this time goes by i should have known something was up when we went to take it down to get it inspected and the battery was stone dead oh no kidding but anyway we finally get it down there like two and a half hours later and it was so hard to get the appointment i'm like if we don't get it down there today we're screwed because we had sold the house by now yeah so i mean we're so we get down there and they said okay this is going to take like four hours so we're going to go get some lunch we came back from lunch 
we hadn't been gone an hour and a half and the guy came over and he said you didn't buy this thing yet did you <laughs> no why he goes there's a lot of stuff wrong with this wow. and uh, there was a leak under the shower the generator was running but it wasn't putting out power there was a problem with the slide he said you're looking at eight to ten thousand dollars to get this thing fixed minimum wow, wow. Holy so we had to call these poor people and say, oh, look, we awful. can't buy this yeah. RV. And we felt terrible about it. Yeah. And the guy happened to say, he said, look, I'm not going to try and sell you an RV. That's not what I'm here for because we don't sell Class A's anymore. But we have one. It's similar to what you brought in. And if you are interested in, and want to buy an RV, we know the guy that owned it. He kept it in a garage when he wasn't using it. He took really, really good care of it. And it looks, I mean, we tell people it's a 2014 and they don't believe us. Right. It looks yeah. like yeah. a 19 Look, or a 20. I know, it looks it's great. It's in really good shape. Yeah. And it was the same it model was, that, same, same that you guys had. had. Mm-hmm. So we were like, right. okay, well, if anything goes wrong, they'll know yeah. Yeah. how to tell us to fix it. So yeah. we, we bought it. And outside of a couple real minor issues, we've had nothing go wrong with it that wasn't our own fault. Right. Yeah. I'm Should, I shouldn't have, wood. I yeah. shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that because you know something will. Yeah. You know, little things are going to go wrong. Screws are going to come loose. Things are going to come, you know, fall yep. off, and right. you got to put those back on. But nothing major. That makes Good. a lot of sense. That's great. Yeah. That is, and a lot of people swear by buying the used ones. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing, and as you guys found out, and, and from talking to people, because we we still really don't know what we're talking about, but in talking to people, these things need to shake out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, that, that, these, these things come as a chassis from Ford, and then the company, whichever company it is, puts the rest of it together. Mm-hmm. And we know it's hard to find help right now, and so they, you know, they, they're put together in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Not everything's put in there properly and you need to bounce it around on the road for a while to find out what those things are and then get so when you're buying something used you buy something that's already been taken out beaten up a little bit and those things have presumably been fixed right so whoever buys yours right yeah. oh, when yes. you sell it is right. going to be is going to be in great shape right but <laughs> if you buy something new and something goes wrong you do have the warranty mm-hmm. right uh-huh. that's true which you guys found out yes well this is interesting too newmar corporation you can go and buy one of their RVs on any lot. Most dealers sell them and everything, but you can also custom order one and it'll be delivered to the dealer that you choose. You actually can take the build sheet and send it to six different dealers and they'll bid on it so you get the best price for it. Now that's a handy dandy thing, but for $5,000 more, you can pick the RV up in Napanee, Indiana at the factory. And it has already thoroughly been gone over and gone through, and they drive with you and do things with you for a week. That's to, worth five thousand dollars. To yeah. make it, to yeah. make sure it's perfect. Yes, can you manage? Interesting. But in this market, how long do we wait for them to build our RV? That's a good question. Yeah, that I, yeah. And the other, the other thing, new versus used, especially right now because RVs are in huge demand. Not long ago, I read the Thor, and that's just one manufacturer, but there's, there's a lot of brands under the Thor name, are $1.4 billion behind. They have $1.4 billion worth of RVs ordered that they can't build fast enough. Oh, my god! So how well do you think those... I mean, they're, they're cranking them out, obviously, as fast as they can to get them out on the road, and then we'll let the dealers... Have, so I would be real leery of buying something new right now. Yeah, yeah that's and whether it's whether, whether And I'm not throwing them under the bus. That's just the, the number. Right. That's just one company mm-hmm. over a billion dollars in in arrears of orders. So, mm-hmm. But don't you feel that's happening with cars, too? Well, the, the, the cars are a different problem. They can't get the chips. Yeah, that's oh. true, too. And at least the cars are 
you know, a little bit more established as far as mm-hmm. a manufacturing. Yeah, there, there's not as much to building a car as there mm-hmm. is to putting all of these. I just think everything right you know, when, now. When, when is you look behind. around at everything you've got in here, from the microwave convection oven to the vent fan to all the plumbing fixtures that have to be right, the wiring for the TV, the antenna, all the electrical systems that tell you where your tanks are. There's an awful lot. Mm-hmm. of technology in these things to make us be able to live in them as comfortably as we do and the more bells and whistles you add the more things there are to go wrong yeah exactly and as you bounce you know, and you guys have, have experienced it where you know you're driving down the road you're hitting bumps and what do they say it's like a it's like a, yeah. a four earthquake yeah 4.5 mm-hmm. earthquake yeah. yeah so you know the, a lot of stuff's going to get bounced around and knocked around and knocked loose and stuff yeah and uh it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It depends what you're more comfortable with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Worst roads we've been through, Louisiana and Chicago. <laughs> Worst roads you've been through? I, I've what, what I've noticed is that, and I don't have any one particular state, but um, when you're in a car or you're in an SUV, you don't realize how good the suspension in your car is. Oh, my. When you're driving one of these, you feel every... And the, the one thing that I've noticed is that the, the highway departments and, and all of them really suck at bridge transitions. Oh, my say, God. You don't every every time, Yeah, every time, every, you, every time you come off... Ohio had some of the best bridge transitions. We've I, I now rate states by bridge right. transitions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How smooth was that? And Ohio was one of the smoother ones. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of the roads were... You know, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. always that right lane... On the right side is always filled with ruts or holes so you have to kind of fade it to the left a bit sometimes yeah you know and, and everybody says drive right past left and, and i agree you know stay in the right lane but god the right lane is torn to hell yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's tough it really is all right funny things that have happened well in addition to the uh god and this is just stupid on my part we were in virginia and she has a cousin that lives up by king's dominion and uh so we were going to go up there for the day and go to the state fair with them and we stopped to get gas in a jeep and i put the gas in the jeep and we hop in the car we drive all the way up there it's like two hours hour and 50 minutes we get up there and we're getting out of the car to go inside because she lives right by the state fair we can walk to the state fair. oh fantastic and i get out of the car and i always check to make sure i have my keys i have chapstick and i have my wallet mm-hmm. i had my keys and my chapstick and i have my wallet oh no and so I start looking in the usual places where I put my wallet, and it's not there. And all oh, of a sudden, no. it dawned on me that it's back at that gas station. Oh, my God. And I knew the gas station was by the campground. I didn't know. Fortunately, we had the receipt from the gas. So I called the gas station. I, I know that's where it is. She's still looking through the car. Oh. And I said, I think I lost my wallet at your gas station this morning. She said, is your name James? And I said, yeah. And she goes, we have it. Wow. And there's and there's some cash in it, too. Whoa. So I, I had like $200 in cash in my oh wallet. My Whoever found it on the ground or I guess, I think I went to put it in the back pocket of my shorts and I missed. Mm-hmm. So I drove all the way back while they went to the fair, then drove all the way back to get her, and then we drove all the way back. to. I never made it to the state fair, and by the time we got back to the campground, I had burned all the gas. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, that's so easy to do. Oh, that would be awful. But my favorite story... It's still not funny. It it is. No. (laughs) So the showers in these things, you want to have a big shower, so they put them in the corner. And it's so you, the doors are like a, a, a quarter of a circle. The, the shower is a, in the corner. And it's 90 degree walls. And there's two sliding doors that open and close. And so the, the shower has dual purpose. Number one, it's a shower. Number two, when you're traveling, you can put things in there, but they're going to bounce around. Well, there's a little lever that you can just flip over 
and it locks it, it latches onto the door it doesn't latch into anything it just covers the other side of the door so the doors can't come apart right so i leave to play golf and melinda goes in to take a shower and i slam the doors together uh oh like i always do oh but no. i heard this <gasps> and that little latch locked so oh, now i'm melinda. in the shower oh. I can't get out. And I had just left like and 20 minutes. I'm gone for four and a half hours. Yeah. Wait, you were, you had to stay in there well, all that time. Well, I, I thought, oh my, this is shades of my past because I got locked into a shower once at a at a gym. So I... Well... Now, be quiet. So, oh, she, not really. Now, be quiet. Oh. So I, I panicked. I like turned the water off and I'm just standing there oh, and I'm Melinda. pushing on it and I'm shaking it. Nothing's happening. And I think I was... You know, of course, it felt like eight hours, but I think it was probably a good 10, 15 minutes. But she did she did do some but rational thinking. She, I did. She came to the conclusion that I'm, I'm not going to die. No. And I'm that if get I get cold. cold, I can turn the water on. We See? have hot water. Yeah. So I can warm myself up, and he'll be home in a and few hours. And I could hours. sit down. It would not have been nice, right. but I mean, I could sit down. So I kept thinking, and then I'm in the shower. What do you have to try to pry the door open? Nothing. Nothing. So I look up, and I have a razor. Ooh. And my nieces, when we had met them in Hilton Head, had these cute little covers for your razor. So, like when you throw it in your makeup bag, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, get you later. And they gave me one. Well, I broke it in half because it had a bit of a plastic piece. So I was trying to shove it through the, you know, and pop it up. It took me a while, but I finally got it open. Oh my oh god! Must have felt like a jailbreak. Oh my! Yeah. I was just like oh. dancing. I would be panicking. I think oh, I, I was, and I never did finish my. Sh- I was like not showering. Yeah, I'm not showering. Oh, Melinda, oh, that's really hilarious. <laughs> it was a. It was like that. So if you've ever seen the movie Captain Ron, where they they got locked in the shower by the broom handle, yeah, that's all I can think of when she's telling me the story. Oh, and. That was it's it's still not funny. Yeah. So how long do you think you were in there for then? Oh, I think I was in there a good half hour. Oh. That's amazing. So now she doesn't take a shower if I'm not home. Mm-mm. Oh. oh. Mm-mm. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, I learned about uh, the water pressure in these things uh, the hard way. Patty was in taking a shower, and I don't know what I it was outside or something, and I came in and uh, went to the sink to uh, wash my hands, turn on the hot water, and before I could even put my hands under the water, I hear this scream from the bathroom. It's cold. <laughs> so is your water scalding hot? It is really hot. Mm-hmm. Ours is like you can't put your if you just turn the hot water on mm-hmm. and put your hands under there it burns. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Our shower is like that but the kitchen sink isn't as hot as the shower. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And ours well, is vice versa. Our shower is not scalding. Oh. But the but the good news but about the, that is it makes the hot water tank there's only what a twelve gallon hot water tank. Right? Well, you have but, a hot water tank. You have a twelve gallon hot water tank. Right. We have, have continuous hot you have water. Rinai. We okay. don't have a right. tank. Okay. Yeah. They so, have a new yeah. RV. Yes. Yes. One of the advantages of buying new. That's right. right. By the yes. way, that thing leaked too. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tighten one of the fittings. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, and, and going back to you, just periodically have to go around with a screwdriver and a wrench and just tighten. Everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as, as these things shake, rattle, and roll down the road, things come loose, yeah. and um, you know, you just have to, you just have to stay on top of it. It's, right. It's not as much maintenance as owning a boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, really? But it's, but it's, you know, you you have to, you know, you have to check your oil. You have, you have to do all that stuff on a regular. I check my tires more than I've ever checked my tires on a car. Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. a flat tire in one of these things Ooh. can be, yeah. you know, I mean, especially if it's in the right place, it can tear the crud out of the bottom of your RV and your bathroom. And, you know, it can do tens of thousands of dollars of damage with that rubber just flapping around. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And that same with uh, fifth wheels, trailers, pullers, you know, toll bulls, whatever. That's the same thing. I've had people contact me and say, oh, my God, we had a blowout and you wouldn't believe the damage. It's going to take us two weeks to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be careful, and you have to know the speed rating of your tires. You drive Mm -hmm. 65. Our tires are rated at 75. Am I going to drive 75? No. I'm going to drive 65 to 70 miles an hour, and we keep an eye on the tires. I've got a compressor on board, and just make sure that they are at the right PSI, and we're not overloaded, and you can't be safe enough no mm-hmm. you know and, and that's the other thing that i don't think a lot of people think about it. and if you're if you're thinking about doing this your coach is rated for a certain weight empty and then full right so getting it weighed is one thing and making sure you're underweight but how is that weight distributed mm-hmm. if you have way too much weight in the right rear or the left front that tire is going to wear differently yeah. oh, and right. so you may have to put more air in that tire or ideally distribute the weight there are places where you can get your vehicle and not necessarily an rv just you know if you want to weigh your car each individual wheel to find out how evenly your weight is distributed yeah i, I don't think enough people think about that right and again going down the road at 65 miles an hour, even though that's not all that fast compared to the other vehicles on the road, a flat tire is devastating. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. catastrophic. Yeah. yeah. We had some friends that had a base tire. They were from California. We were telling you about them in an earlier episode. They had a problem with an inside rear tire that went flat on them. And they literally got pulled over by the state troopers. And they said, hey, you know, you got a flat tire. Well, they went and got it changed. I guess they called a service. I forget exactly what they went through. But when they really started to investigate what happened to the tire, they found out that it was the wrong tire size. Ooh. They had had the rear end recalled and redone. And evidently the dealership where they had taken it had taken the tires off and one of the tires somehow got switched and it was a smaller tire oh. Ooh. and it ended up blowing out boy yeah. are they lucky it was the inside yeah, yeah. Wow. that dealership also ran into the back of the rv yeah. <laughs> and they had to have a whole quarter panel put on the oh rear my oh, wow gosh. so yeah, you've got to be was... careful where you take these things yeah. don't just let yeah. anybody work on them no right. that's crazy mm-hmm. uh. Well, once again, we want to thank you for being our friends, being on our podcast, and, you know, we want to stay in touch with you guys. Absolutely. Just from time to time, maybe we do a Zoom call and and do it on the podcast. What you're doing, where you're at, and vice versa. Well, and I think we need to look down the road and plan a meetup again. Yes, absolutely. We haven't uh, turned this town over yet. No, we haven't. So we're going to go on the tram t- yes. later on today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go the gondola. The yes. Now, I think it's about 75 degrees right now in mm-hmm. Palm Springs. When we go up the mountain on the tram, it's going to be maybe 39. Yeah. Winter coat. And yep. you could wear your hat from our Christmas card. 
<laughs> Everybody's going to be happy in Ohio when they hear that there's eight inches of snow that's up right. there waiting yeah, for us. We're that's gonna right. Kevin, all we have today. to do is hop in a tram and get away from <laughs> yeah, it. Yes, that's yeah, true. Right. There's something to be said about Just that. go back down yeah. the mountain. I'm kind of excited to see eight inches of snow. Yeah, yeah me too. That'll me be too. fun. Uh-huh. Well, thanks for joining us on yes, our podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And don't forget, you can email us if you have any questions or tips or whatever at <laughs> rocking the RV life at gmail.com and don't forget you can find Jim and Melinda on Instagram and Facebook yep. Jim Mantel Melinda Mantel we're there thank Bye, you guys. guys it's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode if you liked what you heard please subscribe and tell your friends <laughs>